Welcome to the P4C Podcast. We are excited to reshare with you the last 13 years of teaching through God's Word at Passion for Christ Summit. Each week, the P4C Podcast delivers rich truths for your life, and we know you will be blessed. Our current series is from P4C 2016, Truth, Defending Your Faith in a Secular Age. We now join our speaker for the conclusion of last week's message. We hope you are encouraged and challenged. And then finally, we must practice the truth. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. The truth is not a theoretical toy to play with nor an intellectual weapon for attacking our enemies. We've talked here about confronting the culture, and we want you, by God's grace, with the Spirit's help, to do just that. When we say confront, and we'll sing about it here in a minute, we, we go in the love of Christ. But it is not just a theoretical toy or an intellectual weapon. It is divine direction for life. <clears throat> the Apostle John wrote a brief letter to his children in the faith. He said, I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. All the high and lofty words, the efforts we make to grasp and explain the greatness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ lead us ultimately to a life of obedient faith. Toward the end of his short third letter, John exhorts his readers, Do not imitate the evil, but the good. The one who practices good is from God, but the one who practices evil has not come to understand God. We must practice the truth. And as we see that, I want us to look at it from a twofold direction. First, there's a genuine love involved. A genuine love involved. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Now, to what is the writer referring? Where is he going with this? I think it will help us if we refer to other similar statements he has made in chapter 4 of Proverbs. Uh, verses 1 through 13, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. <clears throat> the writer of Proverbs, the Holy Spirit really by the writer of Proverbs says, Hear you children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good teaching, forsake not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said to me, Let your heart retain there it is, retain my commandments, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. You notice the use of the terms that are in our text, chapter 23, verse 23. Do not incline, decline from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the primary, the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, she shall promote you. She shall bring you to honor when you embrace her. She shall give to your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. When you go, your steps shall not be straightened or restricted. And when you run, you shall not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is your life. Love her, and she will watch over you. 
She will honor you if you embrace her. We will not prioritize truth unless we love truth. And when we have a genuine love for truth, that love will grow, much like the love of a man and a woman grows with time. When we purchase the truth, we're not purchasing a cool collectible to place on a shelf. We are in all reality acquiring a lifelong love to walk with us all the days of our lives. I ask you, is the truth a novel thing, a conversation piece, a nice but not necessarily indispensable friend and lover, or is it the love of your life? My wife and I have discovered many things about each other over the past 30, more than 36 years of marriage, and not all of them are good. And she would agree. For instance, well, I'll just say that neither of us is willing to terminate this lifelong embrace that began those years ago. I'll get to some of other stuff later. <clears throat> but in a similar way, I took the truth into my embrace many years ago. And my journey with her has led me into many troubles I would never have chosen and in all likelihood, there will be more if the Lord allows me to live some more years. But this love, this relationship, I enjoy with this blessed companion, truth, is not subject to divorce. Love her. She will watch over you. Embrace her. She will honor you. There is a genuine love involved. But secondly, there is a genuine lifestyle involved. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The truth is, somebody mentioned that phrase in one of the talks, is that maybe Micah? The truth is, everyone lives by what they believe. Everyone. Years ago, I knew of a church which had this which had this statement displayed on the walls of their buildings, we practice daily what we believe, all the rest is just religious talk. That's true for them, I hope. And I know what was meant by the motto and the motive of it is certainly commendable. But truth is, we practice daily what we believe, period. All of us do. We practice what we believe, what we really believe. And if we love the truth, it will be reflected in a genuine, not perfect, but genuine lifestyle. It says in verse 7 of that fourth chapter, wisdom is the primary thing, the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, she will promote you. She will bring to you honor when you embrace her. She will give to your head, an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. I'm talking about life here. It's talking about lifestyle. When you go, your steps will not be restricted. And when you run, you will not stumble. 
take fast hold of instructions. Let, do not let her go. Keep her, for she is your life. There is a genuine lifestyle involved. I told you I'd get back to those things, right? When I married Pam, my life changed. Some of those changes were unwelcome. For instance, she used Colgate, and I used Crest. She squeezes the tube from the middle. I bet you could have guessed that. I squeeze it from the end. You probably would have guessed that too. Her mother used aluminum foil. Mine used wax paper. On the other hand, she was from Tennessee. But when it came to college football, she joined with me in rooting for the Crimson Tide. There's a reason why I call the national championship the Nick Saban Invitational. But we won't go any further with that. Whereas the Cowboys were once her first choice, we now pull together for the pack. Go for it. And when she, while in baseball, she used to really like the Dodgers and the Cardinals, she jumped leagues and pulls with us for the Yankees. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Her disinterest in college hoops changed to a sincere passion for the Kentucky Wildcats, whom, I might add, we have watched win three national championships together. <clears throat> now, all of these lifestyle challenges are relatively inconsequential. As you may suspect, there are others, I won't go into them, that are far more important. All of this is said to make this point, when you sell everything to buy the truth, when you love and embrace the truth, there is a necessary and evident effect upon your life. <clears throat> there is an immediate change in lifestyle and an ongoing change in lifestyle. The Apostle Paul challenges us in Ephesians chapter 4, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord exhort you that you walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, that you no longer walk as others, other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth, is in Jesus. This is the value of what we have talked about these days. This is the value of this completed revelation of God. This full, authoritative, 
sufficient, completely adequate revelation of the will of God. This is the significance. To take it, to embrace it, to love it, to apply it, to search its depths, to apply its truth, is the life we are called to. I've used this poem before. It seems appropriate here. Because for all of us, it is, this is true. And so I read it, and if you've heard me read it before, just bear with me. Robert Frost said, Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as long as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves <coughs> no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the other, the first, for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted that I should ever come back. I will be telling this with a sigh one day. Ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. It does make a difference. I don't know how many years you have. Group this size, usually there are some who will depart this life earlier than is normal. And others of you may live to see the age of a hundred. However many years God gives us, this truth is our priority. On our journey to the heavenly city, you will encounter many, many citizens of what John Bunyan and his classic work called Vanity Fair. They're not only happy to be there, they're quite convinced that it's the right place to be. You will be hard-pressed to persuade them otherwise. But you have the truth, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, truth. The truth is gospel. Therefore, it is life-changing. The truth is reasonable. Therefore, it is mind-challenging. And the truth is future. Therefore, the truth is eternal. Therefore, it is future-charting. It is eternal, therefore it is future charting. This is the treasure 
we hope. This is the gold refined by fire. The one thing needful. Tether yourself to it and never, ever loose the knot. Make every day an opportunity to strengthen your love for and further your walk in the truth in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, help us to know the truth, to embrace and tenaciously hold on to the truth, and to live in the truth. Help us to walk with your Son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. May we along the way, by your grace, rescue some from the deception of Vanity Fair into the marvels of life in your dear Son. We pray in Christ's name. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have questions about P4C, visit our website at p4csummit.org or you can email us at info at p4csummit.org. May God bless you as you seek to passionately live for His glory each and every day.